Welcome to the Speed of Life Show, a podcast for busy professionals who have it all. I'm your host, Navneet Mann, professional life and success coach, speaker, and lawyer. Join me each week as we break down common issues faced by high achievers and provide you with tools and techniques on how to overcome them yourself. The Speed of Life Show is all about taking you from feeling stuck to being unstoppable. I'm here to get you out of the rat race and create a life you freaking love. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Speed of Life show. My name is Nav and I am your host. In light of International Women's Day this past week, I wanted to talk to you guys today about unconscious and personal biases and how we carry those biases in our lives and how those show up at our work, how we are affected by other people's biases and how other people are affected by our biases. So attending some International Women's Day events and also being involved in um, a women's society where I do volunteer work and we help women that are fleeing domestic and sexual violence, I'm very integrated in this world and am very hyper aware of some of the gender biases that people hold and um, there's been a lot of talk about gender equality over the past weekend and I do truly believe that this is a much bigger topic and it's not just a conversation we need to have on International Women's Day but more of an ongoing conversation and education for the masses. That being said, I wanted to curate an episode today that's going to be applicable to the greater population, but it's also going to help us all check in with some of the biases that we hold, whether that is against um, women or other gender-based violence uh, biases, excuse me, or if it's biases that we hold in general that we're not really aware of. So I want us to be able to identify some of those unconscious biases and um, maybe start identifying the unconscious biases of others as well. So what are unconscious biases? Well, this is kind of something that plays a major role in the way we view the world, the way we show up, the way we show up at work, how others view us and treat us and interact with us. So they're basically our unconscious preferences. These are formed over a long period of time. They're formed by our culture, our upbringing, our background, certain experiences that we may have, and even socialization. So these experiences essentially will act as our social filters. They're unconsciously filtering all of the Im- images that we're seeing, all of the information that we're receiving, and we start to make unconscious judgments about the people around us. So if you think about physical features, you may be looking at a person's color, you may be looking at their gender, understanding their sexual orientation, looking at their body image, whether they're heavy, whether they're thin, You may look at their job, their occupation, whether they're blue collar, whether they're white collar and what that means. And what your mind is doing is kind of categorizing all of these little attributes. You're looking at people 
And based on what your experiences are and what you've learned, you start to categorize them. This may be certain things that you've seen on TV or that are portrayed to you on media, social media, or have been taught to you at a young age that each one of these things means something. So for instance, I mean, none of the following are my biases, but just general biases that people may hold. Somebody might look at a woman and think that her role is at home and she shouldn't be balancing having a family and working at the same time. Somebody might look at a colored person and wonder whether their role is supposed to be um, of a certain career or not, whether you know, in my in my field, I'm a lawyer. Traditionally, a lot of older white men are in this profession, and those are the people that are sitting in um, our court systems, and those are the people that are making the laws. And it's it's slowly starting to shift. There's more women, there's more colored people in this profession, but traditionally, it was a profession that was predominantly Caucasian, and it was predominantly males that were holding these roles. So you might look at somebody and wonder if they fit in, in one of those types of atmospheres. You might look at a heavy person and judge them and think that they're not motivated to lose weight or they're, they may not be active and you might not know anything about that person. You might not know that they could have um, an illness that you're not aware of or some sort of condition that you're not aware of or maybe they just don't have the same values as you and you know they, they don't want the same things as you. What happens is that each time we look at a person and they have these attributes we start to attach these these thoughts these unconscious biases to those attributes and we start bringing that in to our conversations into the workplace into the way that we behave into the way that we interact and the way we talk about others so i have an example from my profession when i first graduated law school and was getting my first job This was a job um, in a legal department at a large national company. I wasn't yet called to the bar um, and I wasn't a full lawyer yet, but just getting experiences in a, a legal environment where I could gain some skills and knowledge. As a part of my interview, I sat with two older white males. Um, I myself am clearly an Indian young woman. And sitting across this large boardroom mahogany table, we're having a discussion. And it's the owner of the company and the operations manager of the company. The owner of the company is asking me some of the questions. We're going back and forth and it, I feel like we're building some good rapport. Everything's going well. He asks me about my experience and, you know, seems to, seems to like what I have to offer. I'm feeling quite confident in my abilities to do this role. And as we're nearing the end of the interview, the owner kind of leans in and says, well, aren't you just going to get pregnant and stay at home like women in your culture do? I was taken aback. I had no idea how to respond to that. I couldn't believe that he said it. Meanwhile, I look over at this operations manager who's turning beet red and cannot even, he can't even fathom why this question was asked, probably, because it's highly inappropriate. It's completely irrelevant to my ability to do this job, and it's none of his freaking business. How dare he? 
But here I am, this young law school graduate and trying to hold my composure. And and there's a million things going through my mind in this moment. Should I storm out? Should I give this person a piece of my mind? Should I tell him how highly inappropriate this is? But I'm in this vulnerable position because this person is interviewing me for a job. It's, It's my livelihood and I'm trying to balance that out with my strong feminine values. Um... I held my composure and I answered the question in a tactful way. Um, I didn't say affirmatively whether or not I planned to do that because it's none of his business. But I did I did kind of brush away the question and I think he understood. But that really sat with me. That was many, many years ago. And I've I've turned my mind to that a number of times because this person in that moment thought it was appropriate to ask me this question. That was a bias he had, not only about women, but about Indian women. He obviously had this opinion and a belief that people in my culture just like to get pregnant and stay home, um, clearly not really understanding the culture or the people in it or young women or anything. Like he, he obviously knew nothing about my background or my culture. And that was a very bold comment for him to make. Of course, I was offended. But... At the same time, I had to take a step back and think about where this person picked up those those thoughts and beliefs and realizing that those are his unconscious biases that needed to be addressed. Was that moment in the interview the perfect time to address it? No, it wasn't. But I did later on bring that up. I did later on bring it to his attention and the attention of other people just to express that I felt uncomfortable and it, that was an inappropriate remark to make. That being said, that wasn't my only experience in this industry or other industries. I mean, there's been a lot of unconscious biases or some conscious biases that I have faced as a woman um, and as a young woman working in many professions. Also, I've probably had my own biases as well. And I think we all need to sometimes check in with ourselves and understand how we were raised, the culture we were brought up in, the beyond our family, beyond our school, the influences that have been on us and how that has shaped our mind and the way we perceive people. So I wanted to talk about some of the types of biases that show up, um, whether they show up at work or in your personal life. There's a number of different types of biases, but I really want to just highlight some of the more predominant ones that we might be seeing at work more often. One of the main biases that we may experience at work is called affinity bias. Affinity bias is essentially judging people that are more like us. We have a liking towards people that are like us. So whether they look like us, whether they their names sound like ours, whether we have some sort of connection with them, you you feel this affinity towards them. And what happens is managers that feel affinity towards um, their employees may give them more work or responsibility. They may take their ideas and support them more. They may they may be they may be more trustworthy of somebody that they have more affinity with rather than those people that don't look or sound like them, rather than those people that they don't necessarily have that affinity with. So what happens to the rest of the people? If you look at my example, I did not have a lot of affinity with this older white male, and he obviously didn't have a lot of affinity with me, but there there was a disconnect. So 
we need to be very cognizant of these disconnects and really cognizant of the affinity bias that we have and hold. And you may notice this in your own workplace is either you're treating people this way with this affinity. We tend to like people that are like us, but it's important to check in and see where that's coming from. The other types of biases that you might be seeing in your workplace are another thing called confirmation bias. So if there's a hiring party, an HR personnel, they're looking at a resume, they might see, okay, well, this person has been to such and such university. They're from this city. They um, grew up in this town and their name is X. And they start creating this image of this person inside of their head. They start creating, they start having opinions about this person just based on these little, the little information that they have about this person, these small attributes that they know about this person. But now they have this confirmation bias and the confirmation bias comes in is when they meet the person and they're bringing all of that background information with them, all of the, all of the biases, all of the opinions that they've already formed about this person before they walk into a situation. In contrast, it doesn't have to be a hiring manager. It could just be, uh, you know, two employees or a regular manager and an employee or the way you're showing up at work. Are you, are you looking at something on paper or are you understanding something about somebody without really talking to them? You're looking at maybe the years of experience that they have or, you know, in, in law, sometimes we look at how long somebody's been called to the bar and what university they went to. And that creates this confirmation bias because we might think that if you went to a big renowned university, that means you might be smarter than everybody else or you might have more experience. Um, and if you went to a not so well-known university, maybe that's going to be perceived as being negative, which a lot of people have experienced. Um, in recent times, I've gotten... I've gotten involved in an organization that works with global lawyers, which are lawyers that are internationally trained and the hardships that they face when they come to practice in Canada, all of the biases that they face just being international students and they're having hardships trying to find work here, trying to network. They're being judged on the fact that they were internationally trained, that they weren't trained um, locally, that they did not go to a university locally. Maybe there's a language barrier. Maybe they look differently. Maybe they're from a completely different country and culture and the way they speak is different. All of these things create barriers for them to enter the workforce in Canada, even though they are very um, highly skilled people they are very intelligent but they're still facing these hardships based on other people's biases so that's a confirmation bias in reverse it's saying that you didn't go to school here and you were not trained here therefore you're not good enough as the people that are here so just seeing that on a piece of paper the fact that you went to a different university for some people confirms the fact that in their mind you might not be good enough so there's another bias that we often will face in the workforce Another very obvious bias that I touched on earlier is gender-based biases. So somebody might look at a male or female or a transgender person and say and categorize them and feel that they have very specific strengths and weaknesses and they should really stay in those lanes. Um, again, working in law, there is a lot of gender-based uh, gender bias 
funny how violence keeps coming out of my mouth because that is a whole other story that I have shared um, my experience being in law. But that's a story for another day. So gender-based biases that come up in this industry are very, very, very common. It is only just becoming the norm to have more women in higher positions in law and in a lot of other industries and a lot of other professions you don't see a lot of women in higher places um in my experience i've often been the only woman in a room i've often been the only female lawyer in in a firm and i have personally felt the need to stand my ground and make it known that i'm there and i'm not like every other male that might be in the room, every male colleague, but that also gets exhausting. I've been in a room where my boss has just been making completely inappropriate and irrelevant jokes, trying to bond with my male colleagues over some sexual remarks or just random types of language that is completely inappropriate for work. There's been times I've laughed along and there's been times where I've completely put an end to it because it's inappropriate and it's unnecessary. But that has come with experience and me getting to know myself better and me having more confidence in myself and what I will and will not stand for. A lot of women will face misogyny in a workplace. In fact, I had a client tell me that the other day, but she feels more vulnerable and not necessarily like she's ready to take that stand. So there's things that we really need to consider. We need to check in with ourselves when we are the ones that are holding that bias and acting upon it, but we also need to be aware when other people are doing the same around us and how can we address that. And it's really important for us to join hands in this and be able to address it together, be able to support one another because that one person may be feeling too vulnerable or may not have the strength or courage in that moment to stand up for themselves. But allowing this behavior to continue and to belittle someone based on something like their gender is not okay. It's not okay in a work environment. It's not okay in a personal environment. And the more we talk about it, the quicker things will start to change. Some of the other biases um, that I wanted to touch on are things like beauty biases or ageist biases. People might look at somebody that's really young and think that they're not um, good enough to do a job. They're not skilled enough. They're not experienced enough to do a job. In the reverse, somebody might look at somebody much older and think that, well, this person is going to retire sooner. They should leave the workforce anyways. All of these things are completely irrelevant. We need to understand the person. So regardless of what kind of bias we're looking at and what we hold in our minds, we need to check in with ourselves and understand the people before we start judging them. Have a conversation with them. Understand where they're coming from, what their needs are, where, what their background is, and what they're looking for. And then make those connections. Don't come into a situation already holding all of this um, judgment towards somebody without knowing them at all. So now that we've covered some of these biases, I wanted to just touch on what it is that we can do when we experience that. So one, when we experience something happening to us or around us. And two, when we experience ourselves being the person holding the biases, what we can do. So the first thing I wanted to touch on, which I have mentioned, is that there is a tactful way of addressing a bias. So if somebody is being um, inappropriate or clearly judgmental and they're bringing in some sort of unconscious bias into the conversation, 
think about the fact that they might not know that they're holding this bias, that they're bringing it into this conversation. They might just think that this is just everybody's understanding of the situation and try to explore it at an appropriate time. It's okay to ask, you know, where is this coming from? Or why do you believe this to be true? Feel free to have a candid conversation when the time is right, when it feels safe for you to have that conversation And if you're feeling vulnerable, see if you can get the support of a friend, a colleague, another manager, and go to them. Like I said, a lot of people could be holding these biases and not know about them, but it's not okay if as a result, those biases and that attitude is making somebody else feel belittled. It's affecting their their performance or it's affecting their mood and the way they're showing up. But we do need to understand that it's called an unbiased Uh, unconscious bias for a reason people might not be aware of it they may not even understand where it's coming from so then you need to start thinking how can I address this in a tactful manner also we always need to remember that we cannot control other people but we can control ourselves so if you're finding yourself in one of these situations you may think to yourself okay well how do I want to react right now Even if I'm uncomfortable, what type of reaction can I portray in this moment to move forward in the best way possible? And having that greater understanding will help you will help you move forward with that conversation, but also with that relationship in a smooth manner. And if it's something that continues to be highly inappropriate, do make sure that you seek the help of somebody that can help you address it or go and address it yourself. But don't be in a position that makes you feel cornered, makes you feel belittled, or makes you feel completely judged based upon your appearance, your um, your social circles, your culture, your education, your experiences. There is no reason for anybody to judge you based on any of that stuff. And the more we talk about it and start changing the language, the more awareness there will be around these issues and the less we will face them going forward. Now, lastly, I want to talk about what you can do if you are maybe holding some of these biases, which I guarantee you are. We all are holding certain biases that we have established and adopted from a very young age. So first, the key thing is self-awareness. Tap into yourself and understand that this could be a bias that you're holding. Really check in and ask yourself, okay, why did I react that way? Why did I say that? Or why did I have this thought immediately? And think about where it's coming from. And if you can break that cycle and nip it in the bud next time, hopefully it doesn't keep coming up. But the more you start breaking the cycle, the less judgment you'll be bringing to the table in a future situation. When you're making decisions, think about making intentional decisions. Sometimes our biases will just click right away and we'll make a decision based on we don't even know. Sometimes we call it a gut instinct. Sometimes we just say, I know this is the right thing to do without really explaining it. But when it is a gut instinct, think about it. What is your gut saying? And consider the reasons Your gut is saying this. Consider where it's coming from. Are there any biases around that? Are you holding any kind of personal view or belief around this decision? And make sure you're making an intentional decision. In the same light, 
question some of your cultural norms and stereotypes. Where did these norms come from? Are they were they just passed down over generations, whether it's in your family or in the society? Is it something you've just been brainwashed to believe? Or is it something that is actually important to you and aligns with your values? Question where these cultural norms are coming from. And understand that you can break that cycle as well. You don't have to continue it. Catching yourself when you make somebody, when you make a judgment towards somebody or mental note or categorize them is an important way of being more self-aware, but also changing that cycle and the way that you are perceiving other people, whether it's based on their image, whether it's based on the way they speak, where they come from. Catch yourself. As soon as you categorize somebody, why did I do that? Where did that come from? So changing the way that you look at others is also going to change the way that you show up in this world. It's going to change the way that you understand people. It's going to change the way they understand you. And that is such a key distinction rather than just flowing through life the way that we um, have always been doing it. Stop and start checking in with yourself and where things are actually coming from. This is going to help you forge so many stronger relationships. It's going to help you forge stronger personal relationships, stronger professional relationships, which opens the doors for your future and for you to reach higher goals. Next week, we're actually going to talk about the power of strong relationships. I want you to stay tuned for that because it is so, so, so important the way we connect with other people. And I can't wait to bring that episode to you as well. So yeah, in light of International Women's Day, I really wanted to bring this episode to you guys. I wanted all of us to be able to stop and check in our own biases, whether that's against women, um, people of different colors, different backgrounds, different cultures, anything. I really want to be able to have everybody check in where their biases are, where they're showing up, and also have the courage to stand up when other people's biases are affecting those around you or affecting yourself. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Speed of Life show. As always, I would love your comments and your thoughts on the show and any feedback that you have in terms of the episodes and what you've been learning and what we've been discussing. I'm so happy that you're all here with me on this journey and I can't wait to bring you more episodes in the future. And if you have any questions or want to get in touch or discuss some of this further, hit me up, email me at info at or find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram at navneatman underscore. I would love, love, love to connect with you guys and have some real conversations about some of the stuff we've been discussing. So until next week, this is Nav signing off and I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Hey everyone. I hope you liked today's episode of the Speed of Life show. If you did, please don't forget to hit subscribe and write us a review. We're always looking to improve and love hearing your feedback. And if you want some more personalized support and would like to work with me one-on-one, then head over to navneetman.com forward slash coaching to apply to work with me directly. Until next time, this is your host, Navneetman, signing off. I'll see you next week.